Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Melanie C and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, March 22nd, 2018 and this is a 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 42, paragraph 2. We're going to read that single paragraph today. And today our readers are Leslie M. for the 12 Steps, Libby E. for the 12 Traditions, and reading the, the uh, text today and being support is Stephanie L., Wendy M., and Kathy Jo P. The reference numbers, which will be called the Share ID numbers, for yesterday's 10 a.m. meeting, that would be Wednesday, March 21st, is 11193, 11,193. And then the share ID number for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting today, Thursday, March 22nd, is 11198, 11,198. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those that still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Leslie M. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Leslie M. from Long Island, New York. Thank you, Melanie, for your service. Here are the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that we were greater than ourselves, could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, Humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, 
Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service, and I pass. Thank you, Leslie M. I will now ask Libby E. to please read the 12 traditions. Thank you, Melanie. Good morning. I'm Libby E., Recovered Compulsive Eater in New York. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but are employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Libby E. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 again to remute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book on page 42, paragraph 2, and it begins with, then they outline the spiritual answer and ends with, as in fact it proved to be. And I will ask Stephanie L. to open up our discussion by reading that paragraph. Good morning, Stephanie. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, everyone. This is Stephanie L., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Southern California. Then they outlined the spiritual answer and program of action, which a hundred of them had followed successfully. Though 
I had been only a nominal churchman, their proposals were not intellectually hard to swallow. But the program of action, though entirely sensible, was pretty drastic. It meant I would have to throw several lifelong concepts out or conceptions out of the window. That was not easy, but the moment I made up my mind to go through with the process, I had the curious feeling that my alcoholic condition was relieved, as in fact it proved to be. And what a great paragraph. Um, You know, when I came here um, after a life of, you know, binging and dieting and, you know, swearing I would never gain that 100 pounds back and then gaining it again and over and over and over again, um, I had to throw away um, all the things that I thought I knew, you know, like the set-aside prayer, Um, all of my old ideas, my idea of controlling my life, my idea of knowing how to eat and what to eat, that, you know, with willpower or flipping that switch that I could control this problem that I had with food. You know, those old ideas had to go away and and it didn't happen overnight. It took me a very long time because I was brought up to believe that you never let them see you sweat. You work really hard. You're always looking over your shoulder and, you know, whatever it is, you know, that I can overcome it. You know, I can succeed. I can fix it. And that served me well for many things in my life, except for this problem with the food. I could not control it. I could stop for short periods of time, but I could never stay stopped. So in order for me to, you know, truly turn things over to a higher power, I had to forget all of these things that were ingrained in my personality. And the amazing thing is that after a three and a half year relapse, um, that I was brought to that point of desperation where You know, I could say, okay, higher power, I don't know who you are. I don't know where you are. I don't even know if you exist. I don't know anymore. But whatever you are or whatever is out there, you've got to be better than me. I can't do this. Take it. It's all yours. And in that moment, like it says here, he says, I had that curious feeling. My condition was relieved as it proved to be. And in that moment, over two years ago, my compulsion and obsession was removed out of surrender and out of just letting go of all of those old ideas, you know, and they still crop up. And I, you know, it's a continual process of, okay, you know, old thought, old behavior, old idea. I turn this over. I am willing, I am willing to move past what I think, um, and look for what my higher powers will is and what the right next thing is for me um, or for, from my higher power. And then, you know, I get this reprieve on a daily basis because my problem, my, my answer is a spiritual answer. It's not Stephanie's brilliant idea or Stephanie controlling the world or Stephanie trying to fix this. It's okay. Higher power. I don't know. Clearly, you can do this better than me, so here you go. And I, I, am, I am so grateful to have been brought into that point and for this new life that I live today as a result of that. So thank you for letting me share, and I'll pass. Thank you, Stephanie L. Okay, big book, page 42, paragraph 2. Who would like to comment? Lines are now open. Melanie. Jen A. Wendy M. Kelly S. Ashley P. 
Okay, this is what I have so far, just so you all know. Jen A, Wendy M, Kelly S, Ashley P, and Lisa H. Anybody else? Reggie O. Melanie M. Mary Jane G. Reggie O and Melanie M. And then Mary Jane Z. Okay, let's go with that, okay? I got you, Jordan. Sherry KB. Oops, you're going to squeeze in there? Okay, Sherry. Becky K. Mm-hmm. Okay, it sounds like we slowed down just a smidge in there. Jen A, Wendy M, Kelly S, Ashley P, Lisa H, Reggie O, Melanie M, Mary Jane Z, Jordan L, Sherry KB, and Becky K. So good morning, Jen, and Wendy, you'll be queued up next. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service. And um, I just thank God for, for this vision for you line. Um, it's such a great place for me to learn. Um, and so many great teachers on the line and so many great people to share their experience, strength, and hope. Um, I'm Jen A. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic from Colorado. And um, yesterday, how we talked about uh, the last line, the process snuffed out by the last flicker of conviction that I could do the job myself. Aha, the light bulb goes on, right? And for me, with all that evidence that was around me, I conceded. Um, And my first step of action was that I admitted. I admitted that I was powerless, just like Fred did. And this was just the beginning of this 12-step process. Then um, I just remember confessing to a group of like-minded people um, and, and making it really clear um, that I was powerless and that my life was unmanageable. And then next what I needed to do was I had to agree that I would have to let go absolutely to my old ideas because self-knowledge would avail me nothing. And I love here um, how they talk about the lifelong conceptions had to be thrown out the window. I don't know about you, but I threw so many candy bar wrappers out the window driving home from the grocery store to hide um, my compulsive um, eating behavior that I was like, okay. So um, I always remember that as if I can throw that stuff out the window, today I can throw um, these other um, concepts as well. And, um, you know, uh, the best part here is – it was just like Fred. When this took place for me, I remember the feeling um, uh, that um, when I worked through the steps and I had this spiritual awakening, right, that light bulb went on for me in step one, but it's like they talk about the dimmer switch. Like it kept getting brighter and brighter and brighter. Well, for me, that spiritual awakening as a result of going through the steps was like a freaking disco ball, man. It dropped and it glittered throughout the entire room. And today, as I stay in 10, 11, and 12, it continues to just like sparkle and spin around. And if, that, if it gets a little dull and I don't feel like um, I'm dancing, I have the tools and the ability to look in 10, 11, and 12 at, um, at me, right, and a way to work through it with others. Um, so today, life is is more satisfying and hope surrounds me everywhere. Um, I am useful to God and I'm useful to others. And this inward um, transformation of my heart continues to occur. Um, and so I love this because I was once a mess, but now I'm God's messenger. And so I have to say thank you, God, for this textbook, um, this practical program of action, um, because my life is forever changed. Thanks, and I'll pass. 
Thank you, Jen. Wendy M., you're next, and then Kelly, you'll come up after Wendy. Uh, yes, good morning. It's Wendy M., uh, recovered in Colorado, and uh, thank you so much, everybody on the line this morning, um, for your help. I need you. I cannot do this alone, and I thank God for my entire abstinence this morning. What a gift. Um, so what jumps out on the page for me is this idea of action, and um and I have to say something that I heard recently is the only thing that has to change is everything, right? So this is, yeah, when they say like several lifelong conceptions, for me, it's not several lifelong conceptions. It's all of my conceptions um, have to change. And, and I, love, I love that that's the case, that there can't be lurking notions, that I, my food is down, but my marriage is crap. My food is down, but my relationship with my son. No, I can't have old conceptions about anything in my life again. And when I am binging on old conceptions, when I am acting out with an old mind, I get crap, right? My life is unmanageable. And what do I do? I try to manage it, right? So that's the cycle. That's a binging cycle for me. That's a binge cycle. So everything has to change. And this program, when it says action, I never, ever, ever heard of this before. In 15 years of being in OA, I've never heard that it was a program of action. And you know what? It was on this page every time. I just didn't see it. You know, I had a spiritual experience when I got entirely abstinent and started working this vision for you, big book, steady way, and working with a, a vision sponsor. I had a spiritual experience. Pieces of the page popped out. I saw it for the first time, right? So it's not for people who want want or need this program. It's for absolutely people who do it. And when I take an action, I get out of my alcoholic mind every time, right? So actions are spiritual experiences. Yesterday, I was in crap. I was in my will. I was in my old conceptions of how life should go. And I picked up the phone and I had a spiritual experience, right? I went from my, my world to God's, and God is vast, right? It says here we need to throw away these conceptions, several lifelong conceptions, right? So that means that common becomes uncommon, right? I have to get out of my own way, right? And I need to say to you, I need to call you and say, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. And I need to save myself from myself. Right. And the other thing that this does for me is I get to wake up in the morning when I remember and I say, surprise me, God, surprise me, because your plan is vastly better than mine could ever be. And recently, my plan has been like, I don't think my marriage is working. I think I need out, you know, an old thought, old thought, old thought. Right. So that I make a phone call or I write or I get to God or I listen on the line and someone says, how about some willingness? Are you willing to make a decision to do it differently. Time. Thank you so much. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Wendy M. Kelly S., you're next. And then, Ashley, you'll come up after Kelly. Thank you, Melanie, for your service. Um, this is Kelly S., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, well, I love this paragraph. Of course, I've been saying that almost every day. Um, so I am 55. I just celebrated three years of recovered abstinence for the first time. I've been here since I was 20 years old. 
So my preconceived notions are pretty much everything I've learned in this program or thought I learned, I guess, or whatever I heard at the time. And so that was the biggest thing for me is I really thought I knew this program. I mean, I had at least four big books, all of them underlined in a million different colors falling apart. I knew this program. So when I started listening to Vision, which was my Ebby, so to speak, and I heard what this paragraph said, the um, spiritual solution outlined in this pro you know for this program of action i thought well you know there's not really anything outlined in this book there's no directions laid out i mean i've read this book but you know what the truth was i had not read it the way it was meant to be read from the beginning you know straight through from the first 164 pages and guess what you guys it is laid out there in instructions in black and white and then the other thing I know I've shared this before is I didn't understand it was a spiritual solution you know I thought we came in this program um, you know, I mean, I got it. There's 12 steps, and we had to have a higher power, blah, blah, blah. But the whole point was to put our food down, right, or put our drug down, or put whatever it was down. But really what I found out by reading this book is we have a spiritual malady. Food wasn't my problem. I had it all backwards. I had to put my food down so I could work these steps and get the real solution, the spiritual solution. And it is a program of action. And thank God, you know, I started with a set-aside prayer, too, because I thought I knew everything in this program. I mean, I just, I had done it all, so I thought. But when I really did the program of action as it's laid out in this big book and finally realized that I had a problem with living, as other people have shared, I'm learning to do life different today. And I'm keeping the food down so I can learn to do life different, you know. And, yeah, I wasn't sure about this whole higher power thing, too. You know, I grew up with a God that wasn't sure, but I heard somebody say, so act as if, act as if I believe, live by spiritual principles, so what if I get to the end of my life and find out there's not a God, so what, guess what, I lived a life of spiritual principles, happy, joyous, and free, neutral today with food for the first time in my 55 years of life, you know, I have new relationships, I have a new outlook on life, I don't dread life, I love getting up now, and I just, I'm just so grateful that I finally threw all those preconceived notions out, picked up the spiritual toolkit, laid at my feet, do a program of action every single day, and realize this is a spiritual malady, and I have to have a spiritual solution, and I go to God for everything today, thank you God, thank you guys, and with that I pass, thanks Mel. Thank you, Kelly. Ashley P., then Lisa H. Hi, this is Ashley P., recovered in Northern California. Can I be heard? You can. Okay, great. Um, yeah, good morning, everybody, and, and thank you to those on the line who are doing service, and good morning to the newcomers, and thank you for the shares, the wonderful shares that I've already heard this morning. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking at these paragraphs and I'm I'm thinking about some of those lifelong um, concep conceptions that I had um, that I can look at now and and understand these are these are the conceptions that that make me an addict um, and that was that God can't or won't help me um, that I was abandoned by God that I I can't trust um, my higher power. Uh, that I will always, always eat eventually, um, even if there are periods of time where that doesn't happen, that um, basically eventually I'm going to end up in the food. Um, and, uh, oh, I forgot to set my timer. I know, Melanie, that you're, uh, that you got it. Um, that I end up as a slave to my eating disorder and that who I am as a human being is, um, 
is bad and wrong. And um, it's being in the food and, and in my behaviors that just constantly solidify um, these these lifelong conceptions that, that don't help me um, and and block me from from the truth and, and the truth is a connection with my higher power. Um, but I wouldn't know how to get to the truth if it bought me over the head. And so um, what I rely on are, are the steps to, um, to, to show me the truth and then to constantly um, bring me back to it. So um, if the answer is, um, is my higher power, um, and then it says that it's a, it's a spiritual answer, um, but a program of action. And like others have shared, those, those actions are the steps. Um, so I don't have to worry about how to abandon these, these lifelong conceptions or, or how to, to change um, or how to develop a, a spiritual relationship with my higher power. All I have to do is pick up this book and, um, and, and read it with another recovered compulsive eater um, and, and work the steps. And, and it's really just as simple as that. It's, it's the how. How do I do that? How, how do I do this? How do I um, how do I find a spiritual answer if that's what I need? Um, so I just am incredibly grateful for um, a textbook um, that tells me how how to do this. And um, wish everybody a good day. And with that, I pass. Thanks, thanks, Ashley, Lisa H, then Reggio. Good morning, Melanie. This is Lisa H. Um, thank you all for your service. Um, grateful recovered compulsive overeater today from Tennessee. And um, listening to this paragraph being read the second time this morning, um, it says twice um, practical program. I would say practical, but program of action. Um, you know, and I think historically for me, I was always in action, always in motion. I filled up my day getting as busy as I could so that I didn't have to feel. It was not only filled with food, but it was filled with busyness. Um, and and that, was my, that was my ego's way of action. You know, really that was my action to, um, again, stay away or uh, keep at bay the discomfort that I might be feeling. Um, the other actions, I turned my took lots of actions when I started a new diet or, or decided that I had, could run a little further um, so that I could eat more. I mean, all that, that insane thinking. Um, and I'm so thankful, uh, thankful to AA, thankful to OA and the Vision for You um, for really studying this book um, and teaching me that there is another program of action. Um, you know, if I'm willing to... Uh, be open-minded. You know, the first action I had to do was to put down those alcoholic binge foods and behaviors. Um, although it was uncomfortable uh, for a period of time, it opened my eyes in a new way. Um, and I knew once I started to have that clarity of thought that I, that I just had to dig in and continue to follow this program of action each step. Um, and, and, Again, people say all the time, like, my hair was on fire, but um, 
with that clarity of thought and with this um, new consciousness of God, which, of course, I thought I had all along. You know, I thought I was spiritually fit and religiously sound and all of those things. But today, um, it, it ta- it's taken on a whole new meaning. I, I have to wake up every day and take action. I have to I have to live in 10, 11, and 12. I have to pause and look at my thoughts and my behavior and um, and take inventory and share that with others um, and do service when I can do service and um, share my experience, strength, and hope. Um, that's my program of action today, um, and it is uh, it is just joyful um, and and. Full, full of, I'm just full of gratitude for, for this program. And thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you much, Lisa H., Reggie O., then Melanie M. Hi, Reggie. Hey, good morning. Thank you, Melanie, for your service, everybody, this morning who's on the line. This is Reggie O., gratefully recovered in the Los Angeles area. <clears throat> and I, I uh, listened to a bit of the earlier meeting this morning, and, you know, it's so good to be here. And it's, it's a, this paragraph, I, you know, I continually, it's like, where did this paragraph come from? You know, there's always something new in the paragraph. And it was potent for me this morning, listening and listening again. And, uh, you know, it outlined the spiritual answer and program of action, spiritual answer and program of action, uh, entirely sensible, but pretty drastic. You know, I remember, I'll never forget my first meeting, you know, it was as of yesterday and that was many, many moons ago. And, um, uh, it was like I thought, oh my gosh, I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing that there were other people in the world <clears throat> who experienced what I experienced with food, and that you know the idea was get get a sponsor right away, <clears throat> get a food plan right away, and go to it. You know that it was you know tools based and and community based. It actually was pretty powerful for me at the time. And they sent me over to uh, this woman sitting um, in a different part of the room and introduced me. And the woman that was to become my sponsor was blind. And she told me that, uh, you know, I needed to do a food plan, you know, no this, no that, no sugar of any kind. And I would call her every morning and tell her what my food was. And that was so drastic, I almost passed out. I thought that is the most intimate thing anyone has ever asked me to do in my life is to tell them what I'm eating and on a daily basis. And there was a part of me, you know, I wasn't glad she was blind, but I was glad of all the people who were available to sponsor that I had the woman who was blind because at least she couldn't see me because that was like getting right into my soul. You know, in the second experience I had, there were no, you know, there wasn't step study at that time, but there were AWOLs outside of program, which was a, you know, a time limited step study. And the first time I went through an AWOL, it was like step three, you know, uh, you'd say, yes, you know, I'm taking this step in whatever version we did it, made a decision to turn my will and my life over to care of God, you know, the, the spiritual, the spiritual solution, the spiritual answer. And I thought I can't do it, couldn't do it wouldn't be true for me. There was no way I could turn my will and my life over to the God that I knew, you know, so I didn't take the step, but it was, you know, it was a continuing process, you know, and I'm, I, I, I'm just so, and it was, it was drastic. And today I'm glad it's drastic because I, I need drastic measures to throw out, you know, to undo so much of the, the, the distortions that have been done in my thinking and my, you know, my action and my behavior over, over time. Um, and I love this line. The moment I made up my mind to go through with the process, 
I had the curious feeling that my alcoholic condition was relieved as it proved to be. And that's in some form or another in two or, you know, a couple or three other places in the book. And it was like the moment I made up my mind, the moment I decided, the moment I did this, you know, thank you to go through with the process. I had the feeling that it was lifted and I continue, you know, and they continued. So thank you for, uh, thanks for the opportunity to share. Thank you, Reggie. Melanie M. Then Mary Jane Z. Melanie M. First. Hi, this is Melanie M. from Georgia, um, compulsive overeater, and um, the spiritual instruction that really kind of jumped out at me um, for someone who doesn't like structure but loves it at the same time. Um, to hear that their instructions just sound so wonderful and it's music to my ears to hear, okay, follow this. Instructions. Instructions mean you do one, you do two, you do three. How many other instructions there are? And then I'll find some relief. Um, I've been working in um, a vision for you for a week and a half now. And I already feel some miracles happening. And so, um, you know, I am... Hmm. I'm in a state of surrender because I want to continue and I want to go deeper. And what I'm finding is that, yes, the big book, um, you know, is giving me these spiritual directions, but I definitely appreciate my sponsor for telling me how to deal with all the feelings that are now surfacing um, because I'm not stuffing my feelings, uh, which I started stuffing my feelings back when I was in nursery school, my first memory of stuffing. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, the, the hard part of dealing with, with life um, right now is walking through the front door. When I was eating, I always ran around to the side door, the back door, or ran away from the door. And then I always inevitably had to come back, and it was a lot harder to come back. So I'm grateful um, that I can walk through the front door now and that um, I have people, um, so many wonderful people on this line have reached out to me over the last two weeks, and I tried to save all the numbers and, um, you know, call people periodically, but I just feel like I have been given a gift, a gift of this program, and I've been given spiritual instructions. So with that, I pass, and thank you, Melanie, for your service and everyone else for your service today. Thank you so much, Melanie. And Mary Jane Z, then Jordan. Hello, this is Mary Jane Z, recovered in Kentucky. So glad to be on the line. Love everybody's share. I'm with a puppy that he might start barking here. He's not happy with me. It's like a kid. Then they outlined the spiritual answer and program of action, which a hundred of them had followed successfully. The great thing is there was only a hundred then, but now there's millions. Millions of people have done this, and it's worked for them. And um, and so if it worked for them, then it'll work for me. Because I did have enough sense to believe that they, all these people that kept telling me things weren't weren't just lying to me. And um, you know, the you know, I went to church. I was a nominal churchman, churchwoman, and um, and the proposals weren't intellectually hard to swallow. It sounded good. It's just trying to put them into action. I've been I'd been trying to put them into action without any program. And I just failed miser- miserably over and over again. So once it was outlined, it was like, oh, okay. It was sensible, but it is drastic. I mean, it's drastic for me every day because I've, I've put the food down, but then I had to look at everything in my life 
everything. How I, how what's my relationship with God first? You know, I thought I had a great one. Well, you know, as I think it was said by the the eloquent speaker on the the special edition on um, Sunday, um, she listened to Mark H, the AA speaker, who talks about how are you practicing your agnosticism. That's a question I ask myself all day long because, you know, I thought I was a believer and, uh, you know, I, I wasn't, I'm not, but I'm learning to be because I've, I've examined and I've worked these steps and I've seen where I wasn't practicing my belief in God. And so, you know, this program is extremely drastic, but it's, it's so worthwhile for me that I, I can't imagine. I mean, I, I enjoy now seeing where I'm not because it's like it's like a I can laugh at it and go, oh, here's another opportunity to grow. So, um, you know, and I have to say, the moment I made up my mind to go through the process, I didn't have the curious feeling that my alcoholic condition was relieved. Um, I felt hope, and that little shred of hope grew into bigger and bigger and bigger experience and then by the time that I'd finished the steps you know the ninth step promises had come true for me but it was it was gradual it was not instantaneous for me and um for I would just like to send a shout out for all you lurkers out there I lurked on this line for over a year before I um reached out and got a sponsor so um just keep coming back and eventually you know something will click and you'll take the risk and uh, speak up. Thanks, I pass. Thank you so much, Mary Jane Z, Jordan L, then Sherry KB. Can you hear me, Melanie? I can. Good morning. Good morning. Um, my name's Jordan L. I am a compulsive overeater in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado. Um, <clears throat> and Fred is my boy. Um, so. We were reading yesterday, right, and I piled on me heaps of evidence to the effect that an alcoholic mentality, such as I had exhibited in Washington, was a hopeless condition. They cited cases out of their own experience by the dozen that snuffed out the last conviction that I could do the job myself. Um, that's what a vision for you was for me. Um, that's what's so cool about uh, the recordings and being able to access this any time of day. Um, I would just sit there and listen for my first, like, month listening to a vision for you. I would just sit there and listen to meeting after meeting after meeting. Um, <clears throat> and they they snuffed out <clears throat> the last clicker of conviction. I could do it myself. Um, and outlined the spiritual answer and program of action. Um, and for me, you know, it's funny because I, like, I had heard of this program of action before. Um, I had heard a lot about it, actually, and even practiced it to some extent. Um, but this time around, it seemed really friggin' drastic <laughs> um, for whatever reason, you know? <clears throat> and my sponsor and I started talking about it, right? And, uh, and we started talking about, you know, I, I mean, I, I was, I was pretty well convinced of step one. Um, it just, it didn't take a lot of convincing for me when I got here. <clears throat> you guys told me about, well, 
I guess the most important was you told me that food wasn't the problem, it was the solution. Um, and that just opened up like every single door in my mind, right? Um, <clears throat> and then we started talking about steps two and three. Um, and that's where throwing those lifelong conceptions out the window kind of came in. And um, I don't know, those were, those were some, those were hard propositions to face. Um, but I didn't have any other choice, right? Because I knew that, I knew that, uh, that eating, eating is the solution, overeating, compulsively overeating is the solution was going to, um, it was going to kill me eventually, right? And I had absolutely no life, um, with it. I couldn't live with it. I couldn't live without it, right? So, we started outlining this program of action, um, <clears throat> and the moment I made up my mind to go through the process, I had the curious feeling that my alcoholic Time. condition was relieved, as in fact it could be. Thanks, Ma. I just have one more thing to say. Um, the alcohol condition was relieved. I, I, I believed for the first time that I could live this life without food, um, that you guys had a different answer. I could live this life without compulsively overeating because that was my problem. I didn't think I could do that. So thank you for listening. That's it. Thank you, Jordan L. Sherry KB, then Becky K. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, everybody. It's Sherry KB in Northern California. Uh, very grateful, recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you so much for your service, Melanie, and everybody on the line. Um, you know, uh, the first thing that jumped out at me this morning was the spiritual answer and the program of action. Um, because, you know, this book is divinely inspired, and all throughout it, the whole purpose of this book is to connect with a higher power and to uh, be of maximum service to the people about us. And, um, you know, for me, I wasn't spiritually connected to my higher power until I put the food down and really got into the step work, and that is the program of action uh, that 100 people have followed successfully, uh, according to this book. And, you know, for years I always heard having had a spiritual awakening as the result. Some people would say something different, but in the book it says having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. So what it's telling me is that for me, and this is the way I read it, is that the only way I'm going to have a spiritual awakening is by working these steps. That's the result of working these steps. And I have seen such changes in my life uh, due to that, uh, due to putting the food down, having had a spiritual awakening by working the steps, getting connected with my higher power, um, having a spiritual toolkit laid at my feet that has changed my life, um, and that I had to change myself. You know, my disease... Um, wanted everybody else to change because I thought they needed to change, and I didn't know I was really the one that needed to change. I didn't realize how disturbed I had been. I thought I just had a weight problem, but what I realized, I was I had more of a weight between my ears than I did in my entire body. And due to working this program, I, you know, I now connect daily and throughout the day, and I know when I run across my problems, when things happen, I know what to do with them today, and uh, that's amazing to me, and they keep on giving. And, you know, whenever I was face down in the food, it never gave me anything but a lot of heartache and pain and sorrow. 
Um, and this, with a relationship with a power greater myself, just keeps growing and growing and changing and changing. And, you know, I just love this program, and you can have it too. Um, and anybody can do this program. I used to think if I did it, I wasn't going to get what you got. But, you know, I did, and so can you. And I'm just so grateful for this program with that. I pass. Thank you. Thanks so much, Sherry KB. Becky Kay. Yes, good morning. This is Becky Kay, Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Maryland. Thank you, everyone, for your shares and Melanie for your service. Oh, this is really powerful. I, um, you know, it says here on page 42, we had a spiritual answer and a program of action, which included throwing away our lifelong conceptions. Wow. So very simply for me, um, when I think of a who, what, where, when, how, and why, (laughs) so what did I have to do? What conception, which all of them had to be thrown out the window, what I needed to do was get rid of the sugar because every time I put sugar in my body, as the big book says, I had a a physical allergy, a physical reaction. When I put sugar in my body, I want more and more and more. It's, it's like having an allergy to strawberry. Some people, you know, they break out in hives. Well, I had to recognize that I had to surrender, that I could not control that no matter how hard I tried. And so the lifelong conception that, oh, yeah, I can eat this, no, had to throw it away. And I had to also throw away all the sugar and put it down. So then the other, the other conceptions and habits that I had to throw out the, the, the window was, you know, what I was eating and, and also how much was I eating. And I had to go to a nutritionist and get a food plan. How I was eating it, no more fast and furious and, and, and sort of, you know, oh, my gosh, I got to eat this all and binge, binge, binge. And, and especially if there was chaos around me, you know, I had to learn to slow down my eating. I also had to throw out the conception of when. Before, I ate all day long, grazed all day long, ate all day long. I would eat a whole meal, and then you'd call me up for, for going out to dinner, and I'm like, yep, I'm there. So, 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 you know, how much and when I was eating, I couldn't do that all day long anymore. That conception had to be out the window. So when I had to eat now was just breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and a snack based on my my doctor and nutritionist advice. So where I had to eat, I had to also look at that. I had to look at what restaurants I was going to. I was looking at, you know, were there good choices available at those restaurants? And there were some fast food places now that I haven't gone to in 10 years because I can't do that anymore. In addition, who I ate with, I had to be careful. If I was eating with people such as my my big, you know, fat Mediterranean family who kept saying, eat, 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 you know, those people, the who, I had to throw out those conceptions that I can't eat just to please those people. And I'll finish up in terms of the big one, why I was eating. Once I was able to put the food down and change those oh thank you i'll just finish up by saying why was i eating because i was trying to fill the hole in my heart and i had to change that by looking at the spiritual filling of my hole in my heart thank you for letting me share thank you becky k 
time will allow for one more person to share on that paragraph, too, on page 42. Would someone like to jump in? Carolyn C. Kathleen C. I got Carolyn C. Thanks so much. Go ahead, madam. Thank you so much. This is Carolyn C. in Colorado. So grateful to be here. And I just want to add one quick thing, and that is when I had – I've had to continually throw ideas out the window. Um, You know, it's been just over a year for me. And um, the thing that I had to let go of early on was the idea that the other shoe was going to drop. You know, I was so used to my my life was holding on to a story that I couldn't hold on to anymore. And that story was that I was going to fail and that this wasn't for real and the self-sabotage that went along with that and goes along with that. I had to reach out the other day to people in program because I cannot do this by myself. And it's not that that's a big surprise. I hear it on the line. I've heard it all morning. But, um, you know, there's there's this very fine line where it's like, um, I feel like maybe I'm perfect. I've got this thing licked. And then all of a sudden, it starts to creep in. And I realize I can't do this alone. And I am powerless. And those things that are calling to me that are in my kitchen, like who knows how they got there. <laughs> Um, I need to reach out to somebody else because sometimes I can't do the right thing. I can't do the next right thing by myself. And big surprise, I never could do it, which is why I ended up at OA to begin with. Um, So, yeah, letting go of that I was there, that I am perfect. You know, following this program, there's there's a point at which people start to say, like, oh, you're doing such a great job. And the first year was just this ongoing year of successes. And now I'm just kind of in maintenance. And how boring is that? Life is boring again sometimes. And, and there's, there's a shift that needs to happen again to like be like, boring is okay. Boring is good. Boring means I'm not having false highs and horrible lows and changing pant sizes and, you know, having to step on the scale to validate my existence. I went to a meeting the other day face-to-face and it just dawned on me. I'm like, I don't have to run to the bathroom to like lose two ounces of water before I step on a scale. What a gift is that? Because it's not about that. And it is about my serenity. And if I'm not feeling serene, then I need to reach out and dig in and keep working this program. And I'm so grateful you're all here. And uh, I hope that anyone who is struggling or feeling like, you know, they can't do this or that the other shoe is going to drop. Um, it's it's not going to if you keep working the program. And thanks for letting me share. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you, Carolyn C. And that does transition us now to ending this recorded part of our meeting. And I would like to ask um, Wendy M. to please read page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. And then we'll follow that with the serenity prayer as we lead into the conclusion of our meeting with newcomer greeting. Hi, Wendy. Thank you. Yes. Hi, Melanie. You're welcome. Um, Wendy M. Colorado. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. 
We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.